0: Love Talk Radio. Hello, 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 my friends. Welcome to True Forgiveness Teachings. I'm Jackie Laura Jones, back with you to discuss the spiritual thought system, of course, in miracles. How is everyone? I wanted to make a quick announcement that I am expanding my teachings, and I'll have additional content via subscription or membership for those that are interested in monthly online classes, behind-the-scenes discussions with guests I interview and chat with, access to my course group, Audio Recordings, a course group that I have here in Los Angeles, and discounts on my webinars, and also just additional reminder, inspirational videos, and a lot of fun stuff, kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. I'll be commenting on the news and everything we see out there in the world from the course's perspective. So it'll be really fun. Um, And also, I wanted to announce I'll be participating In the Miracle Share online course conference that will be October 19th to the 21st, there will be many course teachers there presenting and then answering your questions afterwards. So as soon as Miracle Share gives us this link to register, I'll announce it on this podcast, and I'll also put it on my website, Jackie.News. All right, let's get to it. The world is so chaotic, (laughs) it's hard to imagine having inner peace these days. And my guest today is one of A Course in Miracles' biggest supporters, kind of by way of my brother-in-law, Gary Renard's books. And he wrote an awesome book called Dude, Where's My Jesus Fish? So you may know Mike Lemieux as Giddy Up Mikey (laughs) or (laughs) Mikey. And um, so... You can find him on his YouTube channel Giddy Up Mikey 1974 where he does course videos and he's going to tell you where you can find him uh at the end of this broadcast. So Mikey, welcome to True Forgiveness Teaching.
1: Ah, oh, thank you Jackie. Thanks for having me. <laughs> uh,
0: it's so it's so good to have you here and I I have to tell you Mikey, there's someone else here. It's my little niece, Luna,
1: Gary and Cindy's
0: kitty. Yeah, (laughs) I love the Luna
1: kitty.
0: (laughs) You know Luna, you've met Luna. (laughs) That's right, yeah, Um, several times. Mark and I are are kitty-sitting for Luna right now. Oh, cool. Gary and Cindy are out of town uh, visiting my mom this weekend. And right. so, um, yeah, Mark and I didn't make that trip. We have a wedding tonight, <laughs> a, okay. a, a friend's wedding. So cool. Luna's here with us, Mikey. Good energy.
1: Hi, Luna, kitty. <laughs> yeah, I, I, love, I love cats. I've always been a cat person. I know um, you are. If, if, I'm not much into dogs. I mean, I love animals in general, but I'm not a dog person. They're still a little too much high maintenance for me. And my my all motto right. is, you know, cats rule, dogs drool. So, <laughs> so oh.
0: That is That's hilarious. just my personal opinion, though. <laughs> <laughs> that is just hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Well, hey, um, Mikey, if you wouldn't mind, just tell the listeners a little bit of, of how you found the course and um, uh, just give them just a little preview, whatever you want to say about it.
1: Okay. Well, probably to give a proper context, I have to go back to my teenage years. When in high school, and I was in the Navy my first year out of high school, and I was always feeling tired and sluggish, and I was one of those people I could eat and eat and eat and not put on weight. I just, I don't know, I had a high metabolism, I guess, and I just eat whatever I want, whenever I wanted, but I always didn't always feel that good. So did some research based on my book, books my mom told me about and ended up becoming vegan and going into raw foods and organic foods. And I felt great. And I was like, well, everybody should know about this because at that point – uh, I thought it was like the be-all and end-all of life. So everyone should be vegan. Everyone should be eating raw food. So I'm all being preachy and smug about it, whether people want to hear about it or not. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and, you know, I was like, you know, people can prevent uh, degenerative diseases and just feel a lot better, because I know I felt a lot better doing this. But, you know, my mom's like, you know, you're kind of developing a little bit of an attitude here. You need some humbling. <laughs> And uh, she threw this book at me. the Louise, hey, you can heal your life. And I resisted it I at first. That. and love that. Right. And, uh, yeah, and I resisted it at first. And I eventually got into it, and it was very helpful to me. And then every once in a while she'd throw another book at me, you know, the whole New Age profane line stuff from a uh, lot of Wayne Dyer, uh, some Neil Donald Walsh, uh, the Celestine Prophecy books, all that stuff, and some more lesser-known stuff. And... Um, i found it also very helpful to me but you know back then um... had you had you told me that there is no world and only god is real i would have been like what are you talking about with this?" you know <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> i read all those
0: books too you mentioned by the way yeah. <laughs>
1: Go ahead. So I, I was you know in my 20s. i was, I was definitely not ready for pure non-dualism and of course in miracles so uh... right, right.
0: Um,
1: and then i would say summer of 2002 uh, it was a uh, point in my life where I just came to a crossroads, and um, I talk a little bit more detail in my book, but uh, I, I refer to it as my dark night of the soul summer. And I, I yeah, knew I it. had to really. My it was like up until that point for the about a year or two up until that point, I was like becoming of excuse me an observer of myself, like of my ego, mm-hmm. and I could see I had certain tendencies, and I was kind of seeing that, and and I knew. It was something like unnatural about this way of being, but I couldn't. i didn 't know what to do about it, and i didn't have the motivation to do something about it, even if I didn 't know what to do about it um, and then two thousand and two it all just came to a head, and I was like i need to like I need to like make some changes of the way i just the way I think the way i the way I go about in the world and not that I was a bad person or anything i did, I could just see my ego thought system in action and um, nice. It's like I just kind of want to do something about this. And um, for several years, maybe even half a dozen years, my mom would throw these uh, meditation uh, tape series to me by a man named Jonathan Parker called Pathways to Mastership. And I would listen to the first tape, and he would be talking about all this guilt and resentments we had. And I'm like, what's this guy talking about? I thought I was spiritually sophisticated because I was into Wayne Dyer. I'm like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> so I had like right. a abundance. But I didn't know he was talking about the unconscious mind, which I was totally in denial of. I wanted nothing to do with my unconscious mind. And um, by 2002, I was like, uh, it was October of 2002, and I was on this Jonathan Parker's website, and I'm poking around. He had this retreat coming up in 2003 in Sedona, Arizona. I said, Wow, that sounds pretty interesting. I like to go out west. i never been out, well, actually, I had been out west, but um, I was just in the Navy, and that doesn't really count because it was the Navy life. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> uh, anyway, I, wasn't, I was like, this, this is very appealing to me, but I was like, uh, You know, I tried getting into his tapes, and I couldn't. And all of a sudden, this thought that seemed to come from out of nowhere, like it was like the Holy Spirit. I didn't think of it that way at the time, but it was like the Holy Spirit. I got this voice in my head that says, you'll be ready by then. Oh, I like,
0: wow. I love yeah.
1: that. So I signed up, and by the, end of, by the end of December of that year, just like two months later, I was using the meditation tapes. And it was these guided meditations that tapped into your unconscious mind to release um, this unconscious baggage of guilt and resentment, and when I found that it worked, I was like, I just got so excited. I was like, Wow, this stuff really worked. It was like dealing with the cause instead of the effect. And yes. so I kind of had a taste of the course in disappearance before I knew anything about it. Um, it was a more. So com- cool. It was like doing my. It was like doing forgiveness work, but in a more complicated way because I had to be. I had to like get into the right. Mind frame, I had to, like, relax, sit down, put on the tape. It, was, it wasn't like I could do it right on the spot like you can when you learned about true forgiveness in the Course in, in Disappearance. So from there, I started uh, learning about books on Ascended Masters and Ascension and Enlightenment. But to me, it made it, after a few years of it, I was burnt out on it. I like, I got a lot out of it. Because it gave me a goal, like, oh, okay, I want to attain enlightenment, but there was still a lot of confusion because I had a lot of new age programming in me. I still thought consciousness was important. I still thought energy was important and vibration was important, all that popular uh, new age terminology. And it's just in the stuff I learned, I just felt conflicted and confused. So I took sure, a break from sure. spirituality. I, uh, moved to Mount Shasta, spent a year there, moved up to Ashland, and instead of being a hermit like I normally was when I lived in Massachusetts, I figured oh, I'll do something different here, be more active in the community, and uh, but I felt like I had to get back to my spirituality after about a couple of years of doing that, and but I didn't know where to go, and then a friend of mine who I barely knew at the time, she, um, I was at this dance event, she walks up to me and she says, you need to read The Disappearance of the Universe by Gary Renard. <laughs> <And> <laughs> she I'm like, okay. And she,
0: Mikey.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm like, okay, and she started telling me about it. and Then she mentioned Ascended Masters, and I'm like, I want nothing to do with Ascended Masters. I've had enough with Ascended Masters. I'm tired of the language. I'm tired of the conflicting information I was getting from the books I read about Ascended Masters. I'm done with Ascended Masters. <laughs> but she said enough good things about disappearance for me to at least look into it. So I got home that night. Awesome. I, jumped I jumped on Gary's website. And what, what saves Gary, I mean, not that he needs saving, but <laughs> what, <laughs> what prompted me to buy the book was that he put excerpts of disappearance on his website. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading through the re- excerpts. And I'm like, these center masters speak my language. Bring it on! And then I, I, and I like, I ordered the, the other book too. Your are more reality. This was, this was March of 2007. So those those were the only two books out at the time. And right. I'm like, so it was April Fool's Day, uh, uh, 2007. I started reading Disappearance of the Universe, and um, I, I went pretty nonstop with it. And then jumped right into your immortal reality, and I'm like every other page I'm reading. It's like it's about freaking time somebody put it like this. i mean like, <laughs> it was like there was, it was like it just cleared everything up for me, and I was just so grateful that I, that my confusion and conflicted feelings were now gone, and I had yeah. a and I had a way because I I didn't have like I think when people first get into the course and the disappearance of the universe, they kind of have maybe some unconscious resistance to what they're talking about.
0: <laughs> you and think
1: right? <laughs> Yeah, because they have like – because they talk about unconscious skill and what the Course calls your secret sins and hidden hates. And for me, I had already been dealing with that for the last five or six years of my life. So all they're doing is telling me what I already know, plus giving me an easier way of dealing with it. So I was just so grateful for them. And um, I know some people get oh, offended when when they talk about um, how other people aren't quite teaching the Course accurately or that the New Age teachings – They're kind of like like a stepping stone, but they're not—they're not the end game. Some people get offended by that, and to me, I was like grateful for them because they—they just eliminated my confusion. So, um, like I tell people, "Disappearance of the Universe" is the best freaking book on the planet. So, (laughs) (laughs) and I've read (laughs) it—almost—I've read it (laughs) (laughs) almost—I've read it almost 20 times, and I don't even like to read. So.
0: That's a great <laughs> endorsement. You're so funny, I would like to read. Well, you got me beat. I think I read it 11 times, Mike. Oh, cool. And, uh, All right. It's, Double it's, digits. It's, uh, my brother-in-law knows how I feel about him, and um, I love promoting Gary because I we actually, um, my whole family read Disappearance. My mom, my sister, and I, uh, rather, I mean, not my whole family, <laughs> my mom and sister and I, read The Disappearance of the Universe before we met Gary and we mm-hmm.
1: were
0: raving about it. So, um, didn't know he was going to become my brother-in-law at the time, but I I still I still rave about it just like I did then. So, yeah. um, it's just wonderful. So go ahead with your story. I interject oh.
1: there. Oh, that's all right. I think I was just about done as far as my background getting me to Disappearance, okay. but uh, I was awesome. just going to say though, uh, I'll I'll promote Gary's books to the day I die.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: how I feel about it.
0: <laughs> awesome. It's so awesome and and he he loves you. He and my sister Cindy both love you and appreciate you as as we all do. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's just so awesome. And again, I highly recommend to the listeners dude, where's my Jesus fish because Mikey puts the um quote from Gary's first two books, The Disappearance of the Universe and Your Immortal Reality, in his book, but with his experiences and commentary and humor. And it's a wonderful compilation of those two books. And again, with his added material um, about the course, his insights. um, So he shares a lot of his path, uh, more of his path of leading you uh, leading you to Gary's books, um, right, Mikey? So, and yes, course, that's right. Which, is, which yeah. is so awesome. I wanted to ask you, um, a lot of the listeners really love certain things from the course, whatever it is, that help you in your everyday life. I mean, it can be anything, but what are the things that help you, that remind you to stay vigilant, or what are the things that you – that are think that you think in your mind. You know we have we all have either quotes or something that really resonates with us that we that we use. And what would some of those things be you could share for you, Mikey?
1: Uh I like there is no world. <laughs> You're
0: going going for the jugular. There you go. <laughs> that's a good one.
1: <laughs> and that's not always easy to apply because Um, For someone like me, I go to work, I got to focus on a job, um, and kind of like you have to remember, there is no world like when you go to the bathroom or or on your lunch break, because The other times I got to focus on the job at hand. (laughs) It's like (laughs) I I know I know Gary's mentioned this in his workshops or or on interviews and stuff. Like when he's on an airplane and the pilot's a course student, he doesn't want him practicing the workbook lessons while he's flying the plane. Isn't that a great great way to say it? (laughs) So it's kind of like you still got to live your life in the world, and um, I take in the Holy Spirit when I can. if, if if there's a situation when I don't know what to do, then I try to join with the Holy Spirit and Jesus or I'm in a person or whoever I'm thinking of at the time and uh try to get some guidance on something, but otherwise I kinda just like act like a normal person doing normal things. I don't ask the Holy Spirit if I have to if I take a shower. If I smell funny, maybe I should get in the shower, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you. you can you can assess
0: that on your own, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Well, do you, you know what I, I sometimes find it's really interesting. Like I'll be just going on in my daily life. Like, and I'll just, I don't know, maybe I'll just see something that I react to on the internet. Like all I'm trying to do is just pull up, you know, my website or post something, but I can't help. Seeing the Yahoo news that comes right on the screen at the beginning. <laughs> and sometimes mm. I'll see something. And I just find myself sometimes reacting, can be reacting in any way. And I've noticed over the years that I don't react mm. to the news. Um, it's really interesting. I'm I'm aware of what's going on, but yep. like you, when you practice the course over many years, and it becomes a part of who you are, that thought system, really defaulting to the Holy Spirit at the beginning of the day, being miracle ready, recognizing, oh, there's going to be something that comes up, because that's the purpose of the world, It's the purpose of the the ego making the world, is that we have dis-ease here. And I've found with relation to things, you know, on the Internet or on the TV screen, it's been so interesting over the last decade um, how I'm able to look at that with, with non-judgment. I'm aware of, mm-hmm. of what's going on and appropriate with people, of course, when I, when I talk about it. But in my mind, Mikey, which the course is directing us only to how you're thinking, in my mind I'm yeah. understanding that there is no world, the world is in the mind, it's a projection of the mind, and I can choose how I react. So I'm able to have just normal conversations, but the content from which those conversations are flowing is the Holy Spirit's love in the right mind.
1: And I I noticed how you said you went back 10 years because sometimes you do this forgiveness work, you don't necessarily going to see the results of it after a day or two days or a month or maybe even a year. Good point. But, <laughs> but when you look back on your life, it's like, wow, like five, ten years ago, I would have reacted differently to that. And now I'm like, I have no reaction. I'm, I'm neutral about it. It's not a big deal for me. So right. that's kind of how you can tell if you're making progress is you look back and see how you would have reacted in a more negative way uh, if the same situation had occurred that's occurring now. But Excellent. I know for me. Excellent point. I know for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I know for me personally, I've been fortunate – uh, in the sense that worldly events have never been much of a trigger for me, um, I, I feel like I must have done this in a past life where I kind of worked, used, had some kind of coarse thought system and sure. used it to apply it to the world. Sure. Because my, cause my forgiveness opportunities in my lifetime have been more personal ones, where not not in the for the not necessarily that apply to the world in general, but more like personal ones for me that I've been working on. So um, yes. Like, like for for instance, I've never taken pol- politics seriously enough for it to be a forgiveness opportunity for me. So. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> me neither. I do share that with you. <laughs> That's
1: right. <laughs> no, you I are. do share that.
0: I, I'm with you. I, I don't react to politics, really. I guess what I would react to is if I see, like, abuse or something online. Oh, yeah. Cops, like, hear stories of abuse and, and stuff like that is – um, more of of my thing, um, and I yeah. just look at it with the right mind now. Um, boy, yeah, we we really I, it's just it's just amazing how. And for those tuning in, often I'll have people that find the podcast on iTunes or something. And for those listeners just tuning in, this is a podcast about the spiritual thought system, of course, in miracles. And just to uh, say this real quick. Um, A Course in Miracles is only about mind and how you're thinking, which teacher you choose to navigate this dream world with, which the Course equates um, our life here to being in a dream. We're just dreaming that we've separated from our creator. So when we're talking about not being bothered by things, it's not in the way that you are denying that the ego's interpretation is that these things are going on in the world. What the Course is saying is what we're seeing is false because it's coming right. from an idea that's false in the mind. That's not true to begin with. The world's a projection to that. The Course is not says nothing about being insensitive to abuses or things that are going on in the world. Again, the Course is just talking about how you look at it with which teacher and the right mind will reinterpret what the body's eyes are showing you the ego mind keeps you as the figure in the dream and everything's really real what the course is saying and again this is a nutshell a couple sentences but what the course (laughs) is saying is that what you're seeing is not true we believe that it's true and so we work at the level where we are and as Mikey was saying so wonderfully at the beginning when he was describing his path, it's similar to a lot of us who've had this path where we're in the, quote, spiritual buffet line, where the mind slowly starts to awaken. And we listen to all these wonderful teachers that are starting to give us a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And eventually when we start looking at, like you said, Mikey, boy, I really started to, to see my ego thought system in action. And I have to tell you, Mikey, that's what happened to me, too, except I didn't call it that, like you said. Like, in the late 90s, I didn't call it that, but I was like, wow, I'm thinking this. Where did that come from? In fact, I don't Mm -hmm. even believe that. My mind was just, like, running, running, and I was watching Jackie in the night (laughs) thinking of all this and doing this. Isn't that interesting? I think maybe we had a similar
1: experience. Yeah, you know. and I'll tell you, do, 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 having that observation, it was it was quite disturbing. <laughs> it sure <laughs> can be, can it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So, I, so because, I can
1: see why people have that unconscious resistance because it's it's not pretty sight to really look at it.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's not. In fact, I, the course it's so interesting because the the course is not about the positive. It's about undoing the negative. Um, Now, that ends up being what we would call, you know, positive. The the benefits are you couldn't even put them in words. They're so profound. But we do have to look at the darkness. But with our progression with the course, we recognize eventually, oh, there is no darkness. It it was made up. We don't come to that right away. But we are so afraid, like you said, to look within. There's so much unconscious resistance. But guys, I got to tell you, to the listeners out there, when you start looking at yourself and others without judgment, with Jesus of the Course or the Holy Spirit as your teacher in the right mind, you're going to start to have a very different experience. So it's it's worth it for those that find this thought system and, and are attracted to this thought system. It's worth sticking with it.
1: It's absolutely worth it because it's, it's a dirty job, but it's got to be done because... Otherwise, nothing else is going to make us happy. There's nothing in this world that will ever sat- satisfy us in a permanent way. And the right. only thing we right. can do is awaken from a dream, from this dream that there is a world. And in order to do that, you have to look at your dark side and start undoing it through the forgiveness process outlined in Gary's books in the Course. It's, it's like the Course says, the way to God is through forgiveness here. There is no other way.
0: Absolutely. That's such a wonderful cro- quote. And forgiveness is the cornerstone of, of the Course's teaching, uh, the way to inner peace, which precedes our awakening to spirit. And, and true forgiveness in the Course, as we know, is is actually forgiving our brother, or sister, for what they have not done. And right. we don't do this because we're more spiritual than them. We're more advanced. We've had 20 years mm-hmm. of therapy. We're able to let them go. <laughs> We do it because what we're seeing is not true. We're understanding that the world's a projection coming from us. That puts you back yep. at cause. And it's it's yep. a terrifying thought sometimes to take responsibility. But we have to remember that it's you as a decision-making mind that's taking responsibility. The person yep. in the dream, Mikey, Jackie, whatever, didn't make this. The person in the dream. But The split mind that believed in this tiny mad idea that we could even be separate from our creator made all this at another level back to your point mikey that's unconscious to us and so the course is really bringing us from mindlessness back to mindfulness so we can remember wait a minute we're at cause the world is just the effected that's why true forgiveness it's possible. Now, it's a great stepping stone, listeners. Don't get me wrong. When you're starting to let go of things <laughs> and you've had a lot of spiritual teachings and things don't bother you as much and you're able to forgive, that's that's wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. That's cer- certainly helpful. Why wouldn't we want to do that and be that way? What well, the course is going a lot further than that and saying true forgiveness is really forgiving knowing that nothing outside of you can take the peace of God from you because it's your yep. projection,
1: right? Yeah. Once you're at the cause mentality, you're no longer a victim of the world because you realize what whatever's going out there is just a projection of your own mind. So whatever you're seeing out there is it's It's on you, but you don't want to the, Jesus says, in the course, you know once you accept responsibility, you don't want to keep blaming yourself. You want to release that to the Holy Spirit, so you work with the Holy Spirit with your projections so you can be free of them.:
0: Ah, oh, beautifully said, beautifully said, oh my gosh, and it's just the 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 practice of forgiveness, like like you were saying sometimes um like your story about where you just had this thought out of the blue. That said, you'll be ready by then.
1: You know. Oh yeah, like we it gives, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it because it was like it was like really sh- it just came through so strong and loudly at that for that moment.
0: I believe it, and I love you sharing that example because I get thoughts out of the blue. Like sometimes that's how the course helps me in my everyday life is just seemingly out of nowhere. I'll get an inspiration. There's no force, there's no I have to do something or it's just a very gentle reflection of choosing the right mind. An idea will come and then when I kind of follow that or I say, "Oh gosh, okay," or just take note, maybe it's nothing even to do. It's just something to think about. Oh my gosh, it just it makes my whole day. It's just a reinforcement and a reminder of being in the thought system. It just kind of feeds off each other. You know what I noticed Mm -hmm. too, Mikey? Maybe you can comment on this too. I've noticed in my life um, the course helps me every day in the sense that um, when a forgiveness opportunity comes up, because it's always coming up, there's always something out there, I think as we progress with the course, what I've found is that it's not that you never have forgiveness opportunities. They're scripted right. out for us. It's how long do we stay in the ego thought system
1: mm.
0: before switching? See? Yeah. I find that to be incredibly helpful. Sometimes it's just an instant. When I'm just about to react to something, I, laugh. I smile to myself. And I say <laughs> my famous quote that's on my refrigerator. Oh, yeah, I made this. I'm reacting <laughs> to my own projection. I could yep. see peace instead.
1: Yeah. It's a choice. And sometimes and sometimes with the course too, sometimes it's like an immediate thing, but other times it will, what uh, are art and person called the slow burn forgiveness opportunity. Where yes. it's one of those things you gotta forgive over and over and over again. And I, I know for me personally, um I find so much, um, not so much. My forgiveness opportunities are with people. Not that, not that I don't ever get annoyed. I'm certainly not infallible because I do get annoyed sometimes. Uh, probably more often than I care to admit to. But, <laughs> 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 um, but, uh, but like for instance, like this, uh for me, work has always been a forgiveness opportunity for me. Um, not so much lately with people at all or the relationships. It's more like, uh, or even with circumstances there. Um, in the not-too-distant past, it was always awkward and uncomfortable situations that would come up that I would need to do forgiveness work with. But now it's just to the point where having to show up for a job is a forgiveness opportunity. <laughs> <But> <laughs> because it's <laughs> like my forgiveness opportunity in this lifetime I, is like being a slave to the system. Because you know if you really love your job, if you'd go and do it every day, if you didn't need money. And I've never had a job situation like that. (laughs) Um, So to me, you know, but, you know, it beats the alternative because I'll, so I'll continue because it beats living under a bridge or sleeping on my mom's couch. So. Um, there are worse right. forgiveness opportunities to have, but for me, that's like a major thing because I can think of a ton of other things I could. I'd rather be doing with my time than showing up for a job. So, so sure, it's, sure. that's my like slow burn forgiveness opportunity. So every day, remember that I'm dreaming. It's just a dream, and do the forgiveness work of I. The forgiveness process I love from Gary's third book, uh, Love Has Forgotten No One. Um, I am innocent. And nothing has happened. The Holy Spirit knows what I am. I am awakening in God. I use that pretty regularly. Um,
0: Love it. Love it.
1: And um, from the first book, In Disappearance, Arden mentions how when he worked with, uh, he had clients. I think he was a psychiatrist. He doesn't mention that disappearance, but I believe that was mentioned in the third or fourth book, that he was a psychiatrist and that he had patients. And he mentions the forgiveness process in the first book that he would use on his patients uh, you are Christ, pure and innocent. We are forgiven now. So, because he realized that it, the other person's sickness wasn't their sickness, it was his own projection of their sickness. So it was like he was forgiven the symbolic context of his own mind.
0: So yes. like, I have a
1: personal one. Not that it, I f- find a whole lot of personal ones. M- more and more life, life situations. But um, when I do have personal ones, that's the one I I tend to use, gravitate towards.
0: I love it. I love it. Uh, Mikey, this has just been absolutely amazing. Um, I would love for you to come back. (laughs) Oh, I'd love to. Thanks for having me. And do um, an interview. And for those of you that really love this content and want to hear more, you can always go to my Patreon channel, where I'm going to have additional conversations with guests, including Mikey. We're going to expand the <laughs> discussion here, and that's at again at Patreon p a t r e o n dot com forward slash Jackie Laura Jones. And so you can find additional content there, but I will always have this content for you on true forgiveness teachings, um, free. I love talking about the teachings, interviewing guests. As you can see with Mikey here today, it's so wonderful to hear how people practice the course, their experience with it, because when these ideas are shared, they expand, and we're all in this together. <laughs> and Mikey, <laughs> I just wanted to tell you how grateful I am, and um, we all love you so much, and I'll give Aww. a shout-out to to my sister Cindy, my brother-in-law Gary, and little Luna,
1: Yeah, (laughs) with her
0: her wonderful presence as I record this podcast so um, Mikey love you so much and I love you too
1: Jackie thanks so much for having me on
0: you're so welcome we'll have you again and we'll continue this discussion um, in a moment in the behind the scenes after the show so be well and blessings everyone and I'll see you soon
1: Giddy up